For those of you, again, it's a custom to stand. I'm going to ask us to go to the book of 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. I want to lift up those few verses. 2 Peter. reading out of the New American Standard Bible version. So if you will, just as I'm reading, I want you to take a close look at the mere fact that there's nothing material that Peter writes that sometimes people look for material things to establish what their blessings are. Pull it up. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Amen. All right, let us read. To those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And through these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped corruption that is in the world on account of lust. Is that what your words say? Going to this house with a word today access granted look at somebody and tell them access does that really resonate with you that you know that you have access been granted what is it, what is it that you want what is it that you need tell another person next to you access granted Let me hear it all over the sanctuary. Come on, musicians. Access. Granted. Somebody said already but not yet. Access. Granted. Put those hands together. That's in the house for everybody. Access. Granted. You may be seated. The great Howard Thurman writes that at the core of life is a hard purposefulness, a determination to live. And this purposefulness, it's not a drive, but it's a way in which some people try to isolate themselves. And for each expression of life is dependent upon other forms of life for the achievement of its potential. Grab that. I've been operating in this earth sometimes in the natural. But this other form of life, this spirit form of life, this is the one that's going to bring you the potential that you desire in the spirit. And when we look in this text, Peter is writing this letter to the Gentile believers, and they've been scattered all over Asia Minor. We've got to lock us in because there are some people that are scattered even now. 
And Peter is trying to get these people to live courageously through Christian growth and knowledge. Pastor Keith, you're spot on it. Pastor Melon, they're spot on it. They've got to learn to live courageously no matter what happens. Got to learn to live courageously no matter what your situation looks like. Got to learn to live courageously in the midst of your tears. Learn to live courageously when you have dark days. But I declare to you, Peter is trying to encourage and Peter is empowering. Anybody know what it means to be empowered by the Spirit of God? He's also warning them of all the impurity and the sin that's around them. But what I get excited about is that when you can find a man or woman of God that has a care and a love and a hunger for God that they will look out for you instead of themselves. Now I didn't say that lightly because there are times we have to go into warfare on behalf of things that other people are doing but Peter said I also knew you to be aware that God has already equipped you to escape the things of this world. This corruption, this corruption that we see around us. Does anybody here know when you see corruption? In fact, let me just sit up to the table with you. You ever acted out in corruption? You ever done some things corruptly? You ever acted corruptly? And Peter's saying there's a time and a place that when God delivers you, the corrupt things still exist. But I want to help you to understand how to get out of the corruption. How it's for each expression of life is dependent upon other forms of life for the achievement of its potential. Romans 5, 9 clears it up for me. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. And so by the obedience of one shall be made righteous. There's the clear picture. Adam, the first man, he messed it up. But Jesus, the second Adam, fixed it up. Can you walk there? me don't drift don't drift tell your neighbor nudge them don't drift we've been here for a minute but stay in the middle of the circle you have to understand and discover that you've been granted access by God and every time you focus on what God has done in your life I got a part there watch this there's some of us sitting here right now like the Israelite God has done so many things for us but we can forget about what he did but I come to tell you, you can't forget these 10 years after the day. You just saw video. You just heard people proclaim and say what has happened in their lives because of Pastor Keith and Pastor Melvin. Bless God. Bless God. I'm setting the stage right now. Come on. Walk in. Just get to the table. Let's all get to the table. I'm painting a good old picture so you can see. You ain't just sitting there just to sit there. You didn't get there by your own premise of what you choose to do on your own. God set some people in order. God set some people who knows how to lift up standards and to teach the truth. And I'm included in that. And one of the things I realize is that at this point in place, you have to understand, I'm going to go through the scriptures in the way of a frame. And I'm going to box it into four. If you want to, you can look at that right there. There's four sections here. God is in one. Jesus is in the other. The Holy Spirit is in one. And if you want to put Peter in you, just say, that's me. And God's going to work with us. And what you have to understand is God works in patterns. God works in patterns and with his provisions and his purpose for our lives. You got to understand how God works. All throughout scripture we can see types of when God was speaking that Jesus would come. 
And so here we are, we find Peter. He's right here in this place where God now has granted him access. Watch this. God has granted Peter access through Jesus as a shepherd. I'm in the text now. Any shepherds in this house? I should see someone else besides Pastor Keith and Pastor Melanie. They are husbands in here. You ought to be a shepherd in your own house. I'm setting the stage right now. You didn't have to get to Pastor Keith to consider yourself to be a shepherd in your house if you're a man of faith. But here's where I'm going with this. Peter had to realize that Jesus was God during times of his life when he messed up. Messed up. Messed up. Y'all ain't never messed up? Messed up. Messed up. I'm going right in. Messed up. And every time you mess up, God will do something to show you a miracle. (laughs) Messed up, a miracle. Y'all ain't... Come on, messed up, and then God does a miracle. What are you talking about, Pastor? Y'all remember when Peter was on the boat, and they out there fishing, stayed there all night, didn't catch nothing. Jesus come along, told them, throw the net on the right side, and they caught so many fish, he showed them a miracle. Y'all stay in the pocket with me. I'm painting this big old picture. It's in the frame. It has a pattern to it. God works. Now, Jesus is on the scene, and we now see Peter. He doesn't have Jesus with him, but he's already been influenced by Jesus. Pastor Keith, I've been influenced by you. Pastor Melanie, I've been influenced by you. What am I saying to you? When you have the God in you, and when you have the Holy Ghost in you, when you have the power and the Spirit of God at work in you, some people are going to be influenced. Kind of get a little nap. He had access to be granted, become a fisherman of men. Don't miss this. He's a shepherd here. But way over somewhere, we see that Jesus told him, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And when you lock this in, some of you all have been saved 10 years, but he's still making you fisher of men. You've been born again, and now you've gotten connected, and you're growing. He still made you fisher of men. Your influence matters. You remember also when Peter denied Jesus? I got I to lock this in because there's some of us won't admit that we done denied him. He done told you what to do, how to do it, where to go, but I denied it. I don't want to do it. Peter, watch this. I got to lock this in. Peter has been influenced by Jesus through miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus has already spoken to what he would become. And now that Peter has moved on, you remember the next context? When he denied him, Peter bitterly wept. His heart, here it is, here it is, Pastor Dent, his heart was broken. Watch this. How can you praise God with a broken heart? How can you go deep into worship and your heart is broken? How can you get to this place that you call heaven now, but your heart is broken? And what what we learn here is Jesus never forgot what he told Peter he would become. And I believe there's some people around you who are forgetting that who God has said you would be. And when you come around, they don't see you who you ought to. Now, come on, walk in. They don't believe. They don't think. But here it is. I believe it. If he said it. Come on, take that ticket. Take it out of my hand. Take the ticket. If he said it, 
you ought to believe it. If he said you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you ought to believe it. Never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. You ought to believe it. So while Peter is in this broken state, I'm painting the picture for you. Jesus comes back to Peter. Here's what I'm saying to you. You confess him as Lord and Savior, but you haven't fully got in. And guess what Jesus is doing? He's coming back to get you. You can fight people. You can put up the front. You can blow smoke. You can cuss them. But Jesus is coming to get you. What am I saying? Some of y'all ought to be thanking, that, thanking God that Jesus loves you enough to come and get you while you're still in your mess. Come and sit with you while you're broken and while you're hurt. This is the beauty of the text. Peter messed up, but Jesus would not leave him in his messed up state. Remember when Jesus resurrected? And they're waiting around and Peter said, I'm going fishing. What he really was saying, we're going back to the occupation. I'm going to leave my calling. I'm going to walk away from it all because I can't see nothing happening. How many people in church is sick of church? And Jesus is tugging you. Pastor Keith, Pastor Melanie, God already got them assigned. He's already got them stirred. And they're coming to the house. Peter, Peter in this state gets to the place where Jesus does something that some of us don't like. I've been painting this picture. I've been in this text almost three weeks, but I've been painting this picture and I see something clearly. Peter's in this state. He, he has denied Christ. He's hurting. He's broken. And Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Tend my lamb. Take care of him. That's Keith, that's us. When he gave him that commission, he's telling Peter now, you're going to be a shepherd for my people. Are you glad that you have a shepherd? Or you have shepherds? Look at the blessing of how God, he works in patterns. He's setting it up. You can't get this on your own. You can try. But Jeremiah 3 and 15 makes it clear. Does it make it clear? That he said he was sin pastors out of his own heart that will teach you knowledge and truth. Amen. I'm going to see if I can get you to a place where you understand. No matter what you do for God, there are some deceptive intrusions all around. Can I stand on the front porch with you and tell you there are some deceptive intrusions in every believer's life? Even while we're sitting here now, something is filtering through somebody's mind. And I call them intrusion. And then if it gets too funky enough for you, they call them deceptive. Depending on what you choose to do with it. But James 4 and 7 makes it clear that you got to submit yourself to God and resist the devil. When the intrusions come, you still got to be submitted to God. And then you resist him. The Bible says he'll flee. 
raise your hand if you're glad that there's some fleeing in your life. You saw the dust of the devil and God allowed him to flee you. Look at the vivid picture. Pastor Keith and Pastor Mellon won't be able to fix everything for you, but they have taught you how to submit to God. The rest of this is when you understand access granted, you've been access, access been granted to the word, but now you got to activate that word. And when you activate the word, you've, you've got to do it. You already said, as a child of God, the most high, you got to know that you already have access. Some of you all have bank accounts, and when you lose your card, they want you to activate it. They already gave it to you. It's active, but you got to. And we make it hard. We, we, we find other reasons why we don't activate because of what somebody else is doing. Let me help you out. Did y'all remember when Peter got his assignment and then he came I'm in John right now, 21, you'll find it. But when he came along and then Jesus spoke to him about what he was going to become and he looked over his shoulder and he said, what about him? What about John and what he was saying? Let me help you here. Stay focused on what God is doing in your life. Stay focused on what Jesus is doing through you. Don't look over your shoulder and try and figure out what, hey, what God has for you is for you. When he's working on John, what he has for John, let him be. I dare you quit, quit, quit looking over your shoulder. Stay straight on narrow. So here's what I got for you today. In the square, and in the patterns, God is revealing himself. And when he reveals himself, you have to learn to release. I mean, let me, let me park there. When God reveals himself, you and I must learn how to release what's in us in the world. In order to get to number three, learn how to recall what God has done. The three R effect. God is going to reveal it. You're going to learn how to release and then recall what it done. And that old songwriter said, what the Lord has done for me. What has God done for you? Recall 10 years. Recall. I've already heard stories upon stories. I've been around long enough to see some change and some transformation. Recall. Psalm 106 teach me well that while the Israelites, they forgot about Jesus, God, and what it did. I'm telling you, it's time to recall. Yes, telling you, it's time to recall what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done. And recall, recall. Watch this. Reveal, release, and recall. Watch this. You're going to release your malice. You're going to release that funky attitude. You're going to release all that stuff that's in you. I don't like this. I don't like your attitude upon attitude. You can't get there with an attitude. Your heart messed up. Nudge your neighbor and say, you better release it. I'm not going to sit in church faking I'm happy. Time out for that. Know how to send the intrusion. You act like you praying the Lord on Sunday, but on Monday, I'm still praying the Lord. All this complacency going on, like you don't like what other people don't worry about them. Do Jesus. 
Peter, Peter lost his focus, so God had to send Jesus to grant him back in position to get access. So Peter now, I'm going to go into the text and tell you what I see here. First thing you're going to look at, go back to your Bible. He already declares who he is. He said, bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. He gives us his identity. And then he says to those who obtained or those who have been granted the like precious faith. So here it is. The first thing I'll say, you've been You've been granted access to the divine power and the righteousness of God. You've been given access to that. And I'm looking at what other people are saying and what they're trying to do to me. And I have access to his divine power and his righteousness. I ask you here, do you claim that today? It looks like it's some material you need. It looks like it's another monetary blessing. But you have divine power and righteousness. God has granted this to us. And so Peter, Peter reminds them, look at verse 2. He says, grace and peace. I see four things. Divine power, put it in a square if you want to. The righteousness of God, grace and peace. What you waiting on? And then in all of that, go back to God. He's faithful. He can't lie to himself. And he's not going to lie to you. Lamentations 3, 22 and 26 says like this. Because of the Lord's mercy that you are not consumed. Hallelujah. Because of the Lord's mercy. His compassion, his love fails not. This is how you start learning how God will fight for you. He gives you victory. You laid down last night with trouble in your mind. But today you're not consumed. His compassion is you were supposed to have died in it, but he got you up and you started again. And he says it did not take you out. Come on, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, God is faithful. Here's where the principle lies in the teaching while you understand a Bible-based church. Psalm 119, 8 and 9 through 9, it says, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues. God is faithful to you. God is faithful to you. I got to say that until you get it. God is faithful to you. I don't care about what man. Some of y'all sit here, people crook at you. But God is faithful to you. People have tricked you. But God is faithful to you. People have got you into some traps. But God is faithful to you. Why is he faithful? Because he'll pull you out of stuff that you can't get yourself out of. Somebody say he's faithful. Then God does his great provisional work. Peter, I'm sending Jesus to you. To all of us. He's sending Jesus. Jesus comes to the earth. Find out that in all that righteousness, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says like this, for our sake he made him be no sin, made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness granted access. No, um, Pastor Evan, you got to keep encouraging me. Every time I see you, I need you to give me a word. You've been granted access. 
Amen. No, I, I, I got to wait till I get to the church. And then I'm going to praise God. No, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, started all over full circle. I'm going to understand that I've been granted access to the righteousness of God. What are you talking about, Pastor Everett? So many times we try to clean up what we messed up. But God is saying, because I'm faithful, I'll put my righteousness on you. Y'all ain't saying amen. You sitting there looking at me like you looking. He put his righteousness on you because he can. He will favor you because he wants to. Jacked up, messed up Peter, denied Jesus. And here comes Jesus. Peter, do you love me? Now Peter is writing and empowering and encouraging this group of people as a shepherd. Through the grace of God, Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace we have been saved through faith. And this is not of our own doing. I just told you, you can't make yourself righteous. But because of God's grace. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, My grace, God said, is sufficient for you, for the power is made perfect in my weakness. Y'all hear what I'm doing in this room today, don't you? I'm just setting y'all up because the intrusion is going to come. I'm going to put the adjective, they're going to be deceptive intrusions. But when you get weak, he says his is sufficient. Any believer's been saved a long time and you've gotten weak. But now the grace of God has been granted to you. Peace, peace is another one that Peter talked about and it's a part of God's character. If you got God, you got peace. If you got Jesus, you got peace. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got peace. But what if you don't have peace? See, this kind of peace will go surpass all understanding. Here it is. All this foolishness going on. And they can't understand why you got peace. Stuff breaking down all around you. People dying. Loved ones breaking up. Here you are. You got peace. Why are you the only one happy? Peace. I tell you, if you're going to complain about it, your heart needs peace. Yes, yes. The part of peace that, that, that gets me excited is when we start clinging to the truths of God and this pattern that I'm speaking about, he's going to give you peace over the matter. There are some parents out here right now. God has given you peace. Sixteen of them said Amen. So I'm going to walk in and tell you the rest of it. It was Peter saying to us as he gets to the knowledge of it. You've been, act, you've been granted access to the knowledge of God through his word, 
through this man and woman of God, through those who have been influenced, and you're getting word upon word. So how can you tell you don't know what God is doing? Hold on, Pastor, you're out there too far. <laughs> Watch this. This is a trick of your mind. See, what you think God don't know we're doing, he already knows it. See, so when you come and hear the word, there's conviction. Pastor Keith ain't beating you up. Pastor Mel ain't stepping on your toe. It's the word. Don't get mad with Pastor Keith and Pastor Melody when they tell you truth. Your heart can still be messed up, but it will convict you. Truth comes out, and we get uncomfortable. Now, let me say this. Just because you're uncomfortable don't mean God don't love you. See, I got to a place, now I started learning how these patterns work. When something don't feel right, something, like God, God, you got to show it to me. And we're asking somebody else to show it. And he'll show it to you. Watch this. I'm going to mess with you a little bit. You imagine that uncomfortable place is a gift. See, if, you, if you've been in this thing long enough, you, if you've been in it long enough, you'll start learning that the uncomfortable stuff is a gift. You don't see it right now. You don't see it. Why? Because you want to do what you want to do. You start getting uncomfortable He's trying to get that natural stuff out. So the performing stuff of the Holy Spirit starts coming in. Come on, walk with me. The stuff you learn how to maneuver and get done on your own, and you fixed up your own little ways of how you're going to keep it, and it help you for a little while. You fall over at night, and at midnight you start crying, having a pity party, and then all of a sudden you can't figure out why they're meeting. And then you get uncomfortable. God is saying, I'm trying to lead you. I'm trying to lead you the right way. So, so this knowledge of God is a gift. The grace of God is a gift. And when you get uncomfortable, it's a gift. That's some crazy teaching right there. Because you, you don't like for nobody to mess with you and, and get in your head like that. But when you start getting fidgety, when somebody tells you, yeah, I've seen you, I've seen it, I've seen it. Start fidgeting, can't sit down. And some old enough to tell people, get out of faith. But Jesus came and got in his grill. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I do. Yes. And what he was doing was setting him up. Because he would not let him trash what he put in him. Jesus comes to Peter and asks him, do you love me? He was setting him up so that he would not trash what he put in him. And I'm looking at all y'all beautiful people. You got to ask yourself, what has God put in you? And I get excited when I think about what it put in me. 
Don't even look over your shoulder. Don't even worry about your cousin. Don't even worry about that person on that net. But what God put in you. Freedom. I'm locking in what it put in me. Didn't even know it was there. But he put it in me. Somebody say access. I'll make it real simple. You see, our parents told us that I'm trying to keep you from making a fool out of yourself. That's what our parents would say. I'm being nice about it. Don't trash what God has given you. Trash it, trash it. Trash it. Give you a few more. When you understand the pattern, how God works out his provision, and how he allows you to see that he's revealing things to you, and you start releasing to recall what he did. You start seeing that Peter. He goes on a little bit further, and I'm just going to look at this verse where he talks about the divine power. But I want you to see this. He says, all things, and yours may say, everything that pertains to life and godliness. What kind of life? A life saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And it says godliness. That means I'm going to show the image of God when I live in the earth. He said, I've been given everything. No, Pastor Everett, I need 10 more dollars to make it through the week. He said, I ain't even talking about $10. I'm talking about some Holy Ghost, some word in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what he's saying to us is that when he says he's given us everything, I had to read that and stop like, how many times I acted and pulled mouth God? Hold your hands up. What's in it? And how did you get what you got? No. <laughs> Everything. See, that's how some of y'all release. Some of y'all still holding stuff that he been taking. Hold your hands up. And some of y'all still trying to hold it and trying to squat with it. Release. See, see, women learn and taught to get it done ourselves. But when God comes along, recall what he did. Recall what he did. it to you. You have access. It's granted to you. Exceeding great and precious promises. Let me park there. Just promises? No. Peter knows something. Peter knows something. He's right. He says exceeding and they're great 
Promises. See, some we stuck on promises. I'm over there in the excellency of it. I'm over there in the exceedingly of it, Pastor Keith. How can I say that to you today? Um, I do remember when you came to Charlotte and the provision went forth. Pastor Mella, how many acres? How many acres over here? 21. Wait a minute. Is that exceeding? A dance studio? And then I look over here and they done lined themselves up with the will of God. They went in Friday night, load the chairs up so I can sit y'all behind in it and come back later on and put them up. But God saw all of that to give you access. Sixteen hundred and how many dollars? And now you standing up here giving. Oh no! Go back to your Bible. I'm not. It's not Pastor Evan. Go back exceeding. So how do you lock in that you know you've been granted access? You got to put your faith on it and stay locked in. I'm looking out now. There's a blessed time in this place from Friday till today. And God is not going to let nobody put no stinking stuff on it. I'm talking right down earth to you. It's sealed already. You can't trash what God has already put in effect. So here's what I would say. Join the 10. Get in the full circle. So here's the thing I said, and I'm going to try and bring this to a close. When you understand these exceedingly great promises of God, you've got to learn how to obtain them. When I say remain obedient and promise-centered, that's a hard thing when you hear the word obedient. But let me tell you, I've learned the more you turn away from self, your way and be obedient to God, you'll see those promises fulfilled. Now, watch what I'm saying. You got to remain. Watch this. this here's, what, here's the trick of it. Some of y'all are doing it just to get by. And some of y'all are doing it just to make people happy. But if you're going to be obedient to God, you got to do it because you want to. And I know <laughs> I don't want to do it. You heard that one? I don't feel like it right now. Come on, in them feelings again. I'm going to tell you, God knows you got them. Peter had them. Peter had some feelings. And what did Jesus do? He came back and restored him. Don't let your feelings drive your decisions. If you are a man woman of God, do not let your feelings drive your decisions. You've got to yield those feelings to the power of the Spirit. I'll say it again. You have to yield those feelings. It is not that he doesn't know they're there. I'm not asking you to even push them away because some people can't even tell you what they're feeling. They just know it's just strange up there. Something up there strange. I can't put it into words. Deception. Intrusions. So lock into this. If you know the promises of God, Deuteronomy 28 has it. You have it all. Come on, fellas. Bless in the city. 
Come on, just let them hear a little bit. Let them hear. Like, do you know that you're blessed? Can you say that you're blessed? Do you own your blessings? Do you profess you've been blessed by God? See, here's the principle is that if you know that you are operating under the auspices of God's promises, you know that you're blessed. Problems come, but you're blessed. Just, just come on, just a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. We're blessed in the spirit. Come on. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold. Speaking the same must. But the devil, but the devil is defeated. We are blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed in the We're blessed in the fields. We're blessed when we come and when we go. Sickness and poverty must, but the devil, but the devil is defeated. We are blessed. Everybody say blessed. Yeah, blessed. Yes, blessed. 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 Yeah. No one stop. Everybody say blessed. for today. Somebody say access granted. Activate those promises daily by faith. Access them through prayer. Notice I didn't see anything tangible that I could hold in here. This is all God. And everywhere you go, you start looking around. I'm trying to give it to you. You're going to see people still trying to get it over here. Nothing wrong with you learning how to get it, but know how to release what God has given unto you. I got one more to give you. Peter. talks about having access to the nature and then escaping corruption. So what I'm hearing is Peter saying, listen, stick with the truth. Stick with. And what I'm learning about this is that when he tells them to stick with the truth, I would give you this. You need to truth check your faith. Some people say you need to fact check it. I'm going to tell you, you need to truth check it. I've heard a lot of people give you some facts and, and I don't knock the statistic that we get but when you start truth checking the word of God John 8, 31 what, no, it will set you free the truth shall set you free tell somebody truth check your 
truth check your faith. Why am I saying that? Peter told Jesus, I will not deny you. And Jesus said, yes, you will. The night you hear that crow, no, Lord, I'll go to the prison and I'll die with you. <laughs> checking them. See, what he's saying to us is if our hearts aren't right and if we're unsettled in our mind, we start struggling when things get tough. All those that came along said, Peter, you're the one. I don't know you. Jesus, Bradley, they see you coming. But they act like they don't know you. I'm in the text. You're going to find out sooner or later when truth come knocking at your door. And God is trying to get you to escape from corruption. Thank you, Lord. There's some corruption going on in the world. But 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, knowing first all, I'm sorry, all scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching. <laughs> Say ouch. <laughs> for reproof. <laughs> I ain't gonna get mad at you, Pastor Keith. I got a little uncomfortable. Now I know you were just giving me truth and correction. And what I've seen this weekend and over the 10 years is there have been great training in this ministry. So y'all see the prospering effect. I'm going to take you out now. God's promises to you grants you access to everything. You've been saved. Got access. You've been forgiven. You got access. You've been set free. You got access. You've been delivered. I see 10 of you got your head going. You got access. Anybody ever been sick physically and God healed you? You got access. Anybody been healed in your mind and you had crazy thoughts? But God healed your mind. He gave you access. You're saved and you're born again and you have the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit lives in you to lead and guide you. You have access. Pastor Keith and Pastor Melanie, I'm grateful to thank God that you have given people access to the word of God. You've been giving people access to the plan of God. You've been giving people, literally trying to tell people how to love like God and then giving them access to the blessing of God. You have submitted yourself in a way that some people can't even understand. They don't know your story. They don't know your full story. You've told a lot of people, but they don't know how you got here. They don't know how you got here. They don't know how, Pastor Keith, they don't know how you got here. Yes, they do, Pastor. No, they don't. They don't know how you got here. Come on, Pastor Keith, Pastor Melanie. I love this man. He changed. Oh, cha he, he's changing you. He won't. Uh, come on, walk in. Come on, come on. I'm trying to lay it. I'm trying to lay it down. You've given access to God, Pastor Keith and Pastor Melanie, so other people can get access to God. He cleaned some things up going to get access to God and when you have access to God he is the grantor of all things so Jesus
Jesus gave the key to Peter. So what kind of key are you holding when you're locked up with the Bradleys? What kind of key are you holding when you're locked up to the promises? What kind of key are you holding when you look across the street? What kind of key are you holding when you've been granted access to the will and the power and the authority of God? I can escape corruption. Oh, that's good. Pastor Keep God put you in Pastor Melvin's place to help people escape corruption. Peter is a shepherd writing, and now Pastor Keith is a shepherd. Look at God's plan. He's calling shepherds to help people learn how to escape corruption. Here's my joy. Sometimes when we start talking about the negative side of things, we get all kind of you know, tense. But let me tell you this. this I don't tell you release. Now, what, you want, what else you want me to tell you? <laughs> Pastor Dent told you y'all stop being so serious all the time and laugh sometimes. Every time somebody come to you, your face all toe up. Looking like you can bust a tree down. <laughs> Forgot you got access. The divine nature. So let me get a little serious now, Pastor. I can't keep them out there too long. <laughs> See, when God reveals his manifestation of his promise, the joy for me is that Collectively speaking, God looked on you. Looked on Pastor Keith, Pastor Melanie, and all this love coming together. Peter is loving these people. He's caring for them. And some of you sitting here now, you ought to thank God that he put you in front of some people that loves you. He placed you in people, in front of people who look beyond your faults. He placed you in front of two men and women who knows what it's like to be uncomfortable. Y'all know how he used those words? Transparent, bold. Want you to show it all. If you don't, he's going to see it and tell it to you anyhow. See, see, it takes a man and a woman of God to be able to see through your stuff. Now, let me say that. I don't want you to kind of get spooky about it. They have to hear from God. Now, the things that they have instituted, going back to the patterns, fast week, master life, all that teaching. Why? Get your access. Activate it. And when you start seeing God, those of you who were broken like Peter, God just sent you through to get in touch with some love. I'm standing here to tell you I've been broken and Pastor Keith helped restore me. I wish I had a few of the witnesses in here with me. Pastor Melanie, we've been connected enough and long we can be transparent, but we had some stuff. Pastor Dent, we had some stuff. But then God calls you to be a shepherd. Yes, sir. See, people in the church got the wrong view. You think it's going to be people that's perfect. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> you don't want them to mess up. We don't want to either. But let me tell you, it takes consistency to be obedient to God. Watch this. And when you do that, you start seeing the level of accountability that places on you. And I don't want to mess up what God has put in me while others are looking at me. That's a high price to pay to mess over God's people. So Pastor Keith, I thank God and Pastor Melanie that these have experienced a Holy Ghost good time Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ten, 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 this harmonious time where the people of God have come together. I know some of y'all are extremely tired, but God will restore you. What you put forth for God in this season, the harvest is coming. What you're doing to set the atmosphere in this place, the harvest is coming. Some of y'all all start clapping and thanking God. I don't want you to just cheer for him. I need you to understand what's happening with your life. God is granting you abundant access. God is allowing you to understand that Jesus granted all of us access to the power and the authority. Without Jesus, there'll be no access. Without the love of Christ, there'll be no access. But I come to declare to you today, you've been granted access. Somebody ought to tell your neighbor, he said, now walk in it. Access granted. Now live it. Access granted. Now act like you got it. Access granted. Now believe that you have it. Access granted. Call it, it's mine. Access granted. I shall live and not die. Access granted. The Lord is my shepherd. Access granted. I shall not want. Access granted. He is my rock and my shield. Access granted. I wish I had a few witnesses in here. You know what I'm saying. When God gives you access, you can tell somebody I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Access granted. Talk about me as much as you please. The more you talk, I'd have been my knees. Somebody said, get out the old church, Pastor Everett. Come on back to the new. Let it resonate. Let it. Re I'm not going to stop. I'm not. Let it hit you right here. What does it mean to have access granted? I asked the question in the text. Peter knows he's going to die. Access. Some of y'all holding out. You got to walk in this thing. You got to live it. 
success. Peter's doing all this so God can get the glory. Pastor Pastor all this so God can get the glory. In my life be glorified be glorified you can say it, come on. In my life be glorified be glorified. Come on, just say the chorus of it. In my life. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. And then he says it like this. You get the glory. You get the praise. Take it, Lord. Take the honor. Thank you. Thank you. You take the honor. Thank you. In my life, be glorified. Be glorified. In my life, bless you and we thank you that your name is glorified on today God your blessings overflowing in this place God we thank you for all that has transpired this weekend to celebrate your man and woman of God 10 years God to say thank you 10 years God that your name be glorified and so now God I pause maybe there's someone in this atmosphere needs healing God they press the way to be here but God I'm speaking I'm declaring that, that that you can still do miracles let us believe for it right now in the name of Jesus thank you for the celebration Lord God to honor God, I declare and decree right now as they continue to serve in this community, lives will be transformed for your glory. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you for the training. And thank you, Lord God, for the seeds being sown. Oh God, I pray now for a bountiful blessing. Open the doors and the windows of opportunity, Lord God. We honor your name and thank you for this time. And maybe there's someone online that's listening and you don't know the Lord as your Savior. I invite you to join now.